1: then you're going to have to be able to see better. So, join me on this journey of living our best lives and understanding and realizing how you are your greatest asset. I met up with an old improv friend the other day. His name is Christian. We took in a minute together over at the Groundlings, and I immediately told him, I said, You're a genius. I have a lot to learn from you. Fast forward a couple of years later, I learned that he has. Taught all over the world, improv has went through several programs schooling for it, and I always said I got a lot to learn from you. Well, we probably haven't seen each other for a couple of years now, you know, with everything going on with the pandemic, and we sat down the other day, and just yesterday, in fact, and we had a conversation about where we are in life and what we're doing, and you know, on this podcast. I've been constantly talking about how I'm working on my vulnerability. Well, they say vulnerability is your source of power. It's our way of connecting. It's our way to saying I'm just like you. But in this conversation with Christian, we talked about how important it is to have vulnerability when it comes down to your characters, because there's an emotion that you're conveying, there's a point of view. But what he broke down something, and I want to share with you, is he talked about the difference between being vulnerable and authentic. And immediately I was like, what? And he said, well, if you think about it, vulnerability is more than likely led by ego. I leaned in. He said, because you're kind of in the way of telling the story, you're instructing it to way to go, almost as if you are giving it a direction versus authentic is just whatever you feel in that moment. Whatever you feel, that is what you are expressing. Now, I don't believe neither are wrong, but I do think how it is important to really tap into our authentic selves because it's in our authentic selves that we give ourselves permission to exist. We give ourselves permission to breathe. Oftentimes we have a trouble with vulnerability and opening up is because we can't control the narrative after we've shared a part of us. So now I share something with you. I can't control your thoughts. But what freedom is that being concerned with that? Rather than feeling or being authentic of whatever it is in that moment. And as I say, you grow from that moment. Be that moment, exist in that moment. It's kind of like when things are led by your ego, it causes a lot of stress, causes you to hold on to things. Can't breathe choked up. Relax. And just work on being you. Give yourself permission to feel whatever it is that you need to feel in that moment. Be in that moment and grow from that moment. Just be authentic. Get your vitamin D right here with me and get excited about your life. So the day after <laughs> I walked outside, and my car was gone. Thank God. Shout out to my neighbor, Jackie. She's been looking out. Jackie is a real one. But anyway, I said, well, we didn't been here before, but what do I need to get done while I still got the car? So I said, all right, let me go ahead and get all my groceries together. I was thinking of the heaviest things. Let me get gallons of water on water. Because those are things that, you know, on my bike, that'll be more of a challenge to carry. Um, and also, along with getting the groceries together, I said, oh, I got to do my laundry now. I'm just so grateful. Sidebar, let me just say, I've noticed how much I've been saying grateful now that I don't have that car. Because I said that I was not grateful for that car. And I know you're like, darn it, can you still say that? Even right now, I can't even say that there's a testament how grateful I was for the car when I had it because I can't even, I never even gave the car a name. And you know, when you're grateful for something, you treasure it. You honor it. You show it off. Not to uh, provoke somebody else. It's not about that. You just embrace it. I was sometimes embarrassed to pull up places with the car. I know. I know. And look, we out here on two wheels. Anyway, catch it. So fast forward back to what I was saying. So I had got up dumb early because Jackie was like, okay, Dawn, I got some errands to do in the morning. Um, You know, so as long as, you know, I have the car back like nine or something like that. And I'm infamous. Infamous, that's a negative thing Uh, I am well known as a person Or i have always been the type of person That I function better in the morning Like my brain's on I prefer to even go to sleep From like 10 to 3 I remember high school I go to sleep from like 10 and 3 Or in college And I wake up about 4 or 5 And I can get that paper done I can get whatever done Because I'm fresh and ripe I say all that to say I accidentally fell asleep Trying to get everything together My body was probably Going through shock Mentally I'm going through shock Emotionally I'm going through shock Hell I just told you The day before I walked outside And my damn car was gone Can you imagine And you don't even know What's going on Anyway I'm still trying to come to two But what do I say Just like with anything And just like I was telling Jeremiah When I first came in the studio Like shit gonna come your way But you just gotta put one foot In front of the other I gotta think about What is the, How do I keep moving Not saying I'm not feeling But moving Anyway fast forward I'm outside At the laundromat It's about what 4.35 o'clock in the morning Doing laundry I'm outside And um, I done put the clothes in there So I'm going outside I'm about to hit I'm hitting my J So I met the homely I like to I wanna call him homie Harry. His his homeless man. His name is Harry. So he pulled up. One thing I learned about in New York is that um, and I don't know, maybe it's just a gangster in me, because you know always sound from Detroit. What up though? And I think it's important too is that people want to be seen. I think and and, and that can be in safe situations and even in situations that you may not feel safe. Uh see somebody. And even when you want to know somebody, you gotta see somebody. So, one thing I learned about in New York when I'm walking the street, and I feel like if I wasn't sure, let me let you know that I see you, and I'm going to acknowledge you. So, if you decide to pull up on me, <laughs> best believe I see you. But anyway, so here go Harry outside. Harry is a older Caucasian guy. I think at the time, I think he said he's about fifty. So I, I don't even wrote it in my dang old notes because I said I was going to talk about this. And he was on a um kind of like a walker, but one of those walkers that you can sit down and it becomes a chair as well. So he um he asked me, he say uh, something like, you got a cigarette or something like that? I was like, No. And he was like, Oh, that's such and such. He was like, Can I hit that? I was like, It's COVID out here. But you know, I had another J on deck. So I was like, Let me give it to him, you know. And at this point I said, Let's have a little conversation. Who is Harry? So we were talking and I said, I said, where were you sleeping at? He oh, I slept a couple of hours um, by the bus stop. Now, one thing, let me just put as a sidebar, and I'm so grateful for Janice Hill. Uh, my mother was big on speaking. I may have, said so you've now nah, I may have. I know I said it. You've heard me say this before, how we will be riding around in the car and my mother will be playing phonics, the phonetic alphabet about how to pronounce, how to speak, how to do anything. And what that has allowed me the confidence to talk to people that can be the CEO down to a homeless man on the street. And here is proof of that. So back to Harry. So we began to talk And um, and he was telling me about uh, Just traveling when he's lived And he said he's from Michigan I looked at him I said, I'm from Michigan too. And he went on to tell me um, how he was from, you know, Traverse City, I believe. And I didn't know that that was like the capital for like cherry picking or something like that. But I thought that was amazing. So in that bout, he was telling me all the places he had lived. And I too had shared with him. I was like, you know, yeah, after Detroit, you know, I went to Howard in Washington, D.C., then lived in New York and came out here. And he said, man, I had me some ball. I had a ball. I said, you did. And you know, I looked at us it, here. Here I am. I didn't graduate college. I may not be on the street. But remember, like I said before, like everything is always on the flip of the side of a coin. It's always on the other side of the coin. So don't think as you in one situation that you didn't top somebody else or that you can't be there. Everybody has a story. Um, so he said I so I asked him, I said, um, do you regret any of the things that you've done or how you lived your life? And I can even listening back and even saying this to you right now. I can hear how that was a tinge of judgment because it was like, oh my gosh, you had so much fun. Or At the time, I don't feel like it was, but I feel like it could have been, or maybe this is me overthinking because it's like, Dawn, well, what did you mean by that? I don't know. But anyway, he said he had had some funny at and I said, well, do you regret anything? I said, looking at all the things that you've been able to do, all the things that you've done, do you regret um, where you are right now? And he looked at me, he said, well, I've been on my own since I was 15. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, that just hit me a little different. Because I think oftentimes we walk these streets and especially if you live in L.A. and you've been down the Skid Row, there are so many like the homelessness epidemic is just. Insane. In fact, you have heard me mention before, you know, I had Marianne on the show and Marianne, when I first moved out here, Marianne stayed downtown and I stayed with him. I thought it was a wholesale. Hell, it could have been a hostel. And how many homeless people that we walked around the streets and says, my God. But anyway, I say all that to say, is that everybody has a story. And I think oftentimes we are so quick to judge somebody and not realizing that they were to somebody's baby. They were to somebody's person. They too had a love and aspiration, a dream. They too had a life that was beyond what you see right now. And remember I said how I felt like there was a a, a layer, a tinge of judgment, Perhaps that's what Harry felt as well because it was interesting that his response was I've been on my own since I was 15. He said his mother I think he belie- I believe he said that she died of a stroke in her sleep. Then 2 years after that when he was 17 his dad died. So his whole time of figuring out and then another thing hit me to the core. He was talking about drinking. I don't know how we got on drinking and I don't know if we had talked about other drugs he had done. I'm not sure about that, but He said that he had started out with drinking. I guess that's how he started out, you know, dipping and dabbling, having his fun. He started because he was so shy. And that hit me to my core because I have an uncle that's a severe alcoholic. When I say alcoholic, I'm talking about if he doesn't have a drink, he will have a seizure.
2: Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring.
1: Hey everyone, I'm OT and I'm D and we are investors in Tenrell Sellers Wine Company. Be sure to like share and subscribe to the vitamin D with Dawn Day podcast available wherever you get your favorite podcast. And you know, that's going to be a whole other story that we are going to explore one day because. Um, Michael Derrick had a, a big impact in life. It wasn't until my mom was on her deathbed that I said that I forgive him. So there's some layers on layers on that, but. What it reminded me of the story my mom used to say about my Uncle Derek is that he was incredibly shy and how he would loosen up and had a few drinks. And, you know, whether the narrative is right or wrong, back in the day, and I say back in the day, Harry, about 50 something. So growing up in the 50s, 60s, 70s, it was something about being a man, being strong, being confident. And if you didn't have that, and just like some people use today, whether we want to get things or drugs or hair, makeup, I don't know to make us feel good to be more confident to what so that we can be seen and heard So anyway, he goes on to tell me how his parents had died and basically how he had raised himself By himself and I thought to myself. I said man How many of us are just getting by? Raising ourselves with ourselves doing the best that we know how and it just made me think that perhaps Slow down on judgment Slow down, because that could be you one day. In fact, even on my ride today now, so I ran into Harry a couple of weeks back, right? And I was grateful because that was a great conversation. And hell, he taught me something because I didn't know Traverse City was like the cherry capital of whatever. But I was reminded about what it is to be a person and how everybody, we doing the best that we know how. And sometimes you slip and fall, but sometimes you just got to give somebody a moment to let them know that they've been seen and they heard because they got a story. So fast forward today, on my way here this morning, I met Nova, his name Josh. Nova, fly as hell. Nova had on, uh, he had on his flip flops, white pants, black shirt, fly ass glasses. He had a bag in the bag. He got all types of treats and snacks. He got this bag that you could probably put on for your, uh, for your bike that you can zip up and put compartments in there and it latches onto the bar. He had honey buns. He had, I think he even had some whoppers in there. Hell, he was even trying to sell me some earrings. I looked at him. There was some pearl earrings. I said, I'm not even that girly. I said, Do I look like I would wear something like that? <laughs> and he laughed. He was like, You right, you're right. But I said, I said, Where are you from? He said, I'm from Santa Monica. And immediately, I thought about Cat Dog. Cat Dog. He uh, runs the board over at Harvey, and we. I remember at the time that because I even now when I think of Santa Monica, I don't think like a lot of black people or whatever. And a lot of things have changed um, because at one point it was a predominantly black neighborhood or area. But this was my invitation because I wanted to get to know Nova because he was very articulate. How he stood up. There was a story of Nova. His birth name is Josh before this nova that i was there and i was hoping to talk to him more and furthermore let me just say that's the reason why i had to go talk to nova because he pulled up a little close and what i mean by that like i say i need to let you know that i see you and i wasn't about to budge because i'm sitting on the bench and he came up close and i'm like all right <laughs> i said what's up uh got my bag a little closer got everything closer just so you know but he happened to be a cool person so anyway, he said he was um, from Santa Monica. And I was like, oh, did you go to school? He said he went to Santa Monica College a couple of years. And in his route, he had lived in Michigan. He had lived in Ohio. I think he even said he enjoyed Vegas. I didn't get a chance to really see the story. But then again, I'm grateful because I had a chance to see a person. I had a chance to also have a realization about just life in general, how there's so many stories to our lives. And at the drop of a dime, it could just be you because here I am. In this studio in Sherman Oaks, California, behind my dream where people that I aspire to be making millions on millions of dollars use the same equipment. But yeah, guess what? Me and Nova on the same damn bus. Huh? Huh? And again, I was just reminded, just gratitude that I'm able to keep going, that I'm able to move forward. Also in that I'm able to see people as a person. Because I don't know what it was. It was something about that exchange, but it just felt, felt so real and authentic. And Nova here came up to me because he asked if I had $2. I was like, no, I don't have any cash. Because you know, now the Metro, they got this thing where you use a tap car and you can use it in your Apple wallet. So you just load it up there to tap, just a sidebar if you ever had to take public transportation. But um, I guess the blessing, not I guess, the blessing was for him. They didn't even, uh, the the machine wasn't even working on the bus. So he got on there. So we rode a couple stops. And I think I, I'm glad I caught him in that moment. I don't even know why I'm getting emotional. Uh, I'm glad I caught him in that moment before we got on the bus because um, I guess like with anything, I don't I don't really know. Um, you know, I guess if people are high or under the influence, I guess you can go with the bouts where you're in and out. Where like you can be two, but then you might get high for a second. And I'm grateful because I think I got a window where he wasn't in his whole high moment. Because it wasn't until after we got on the bus That he sat down I could tell he was rocking He was trying to move Now whether And I'm assuming that it could be how Who knows He could have been dealing with Whatever mental disorder Or mental illness If he had one I don't even want to put that on him But I knew that there was something going on But I'm grateful that I had the know-how I'm grateful that I'm human enough To talk to him I'm grateful that um, I can get these real life experiences Because when I tell you, when I'm going to come out on the other end, it's going to be crazy. I don't even like the way I just used that term right there. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be out of this world. And I just want to keep on collecting stories and keep on collecting memories of people so that I can share. Because sometimes you think things are impossible, you know? It's very naked of me sharing this process Of me going to get my dream But I'm grateful for it Because oftentimes I think people are like Oh Dawn you don't go through nothing Or oh no nigga I just handled it with grace You know you You may have heard But I heard this thing on social media You never heard a tree growing And you just gotta keep going You just thought the tree just got that tall without stretching Without expanding Without going deeper Without going further but I'll be being more than it's going to be Well, hell, that's what you got to do for yourself And that's going to take getting out your comfort zone And damn, it, I'm so damn uncomfortable I came to the studio today, I was just like Jeremiah, I was like, I just feel so dirty I was like, don't even touch anything <laughs> And it's no judgment It's just what I felt, it was too much And I guess it even started out When I sat down on the damn uh, bitch First of all, I said, Dawn, do we want to even Sit on this bench? I don't know But I'm still working out The schedule of the time And you know <laughs> It's like You'd better be early than late And so because I'm coming Super early The second bus I'm hitting It's like a 20 minute stop You know a moment But the next time I'm gonna come later But anyway I say I'm gonna sit down And this is when Actually all hell Kind of broke loose Because I'm not really But just uh, um, I'm sitting here And I put my bag Because I, I got the uh, ring light With me too In my backpack and I put the ring light on my lap and put the, my bag on top of that. The next thing I know, water just gushes out. I said, oh, hell. So I don't know. You know how like um, you can have something have a slight dust on there, but if you wet it, it can dirty up something. So I noticed like my shirt got dirty. I was like, oh, hell. And then I'm sitting there and I was like, oh my God, is this shit I'm smelling? I'm looking under the bench. I'm looking under my feet. I'm like, what is this coming from? All I know is that I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the next moment, and which I did. And nothing was around me So I was definitely fine And I was definitely okay with that But I will say um, I just felt not clean Uh, And yeah But it ain't no different going anywhere else I was like, don't get over yourself So the whole point is Is that Everybody has a story um, And I hope that we Get to a point that we can see People for their stories And who they are and not just for where they are right now, because we're, we're more than where we are right now. I mean, we, we learn that. We see it when people die. I mean, we know we see the death, the dates in which somebody was born, in which they died. But, you know, the, the story is the dash. And, you know, think about when you see somebody, you just looking at the date of today. But there is more life that they live. And that goes the same for you. More life in front of you and more life behind you. Mm, what well they say? They say there's more life behind you than in front of you, right? Because we don't know. But I say all that to say. Shout out to homeless man Harry, homie Harry. Shout out to Josh, aka Nova. And you should have seen the smile on his face. I said Nova. I said like out of this world. He was like, yeah. So um, yeah. That's all I had to say with that. Oh yeah, Pete. This uh, did you? Would you like to be on the podcast? I want you to email us vitamin D at dawn You can be a guest or if you have an idea for the show also, uh, you know, I take some advice letters. That's our vitamin D advice letters. That's where I give you advice on love relationships, career, anything you need. I got you, but I always say, uh, be prepared when you email, know that I'm going to keep it real with you. Cause what do I say? If you want to be better and you want to do better, you have to be able to see better. And that may be saying some things that may be a little uncomfortable, but I want to be great, don't you? So yeah, and if you ain't scared and you about it, cause you about that life, cause you like doing, I'm about greatness. Go ahead and email me. I want to hear from you. Okay. Also, uh, if you've done all that, then clearly you want to be down. So go ahead and tell somebody to tell somebody else. The Dawn Day got a podcast. It's called Vitamin D. It's available everywhere. And furthermore, go ahead and um, rate it. Yeah, put some stars up there and make a comment. If you've been inspired, if you've had something to take this away and you feel like this can bless somebody else, can you can you make the review while you go ahead and share? It mean the world to me. You know I'm going to be begging it over, so let's get it started now. Okay. Uh, also... Would you like to know what we're doing in the studio and what we got going on? Yeah, you can get the inside scoop along with some motivation, some inspiration. Jeremiah on the red carpet. Uh, You can follow us. Vitamin D Dawn Day. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, fan base, Pinterest, Twitter. We outside. And you can follow me personally. uh, Dawn Day Speaks. I'm on social media Some pages make be private Because you need to announce yourself If you want to look at me Don't just be coming up in my house Just waltzing up in here All up in my business Without saying who you are I just gotta know that you, that you there That's it So go ahead And I, I just got back on Twitter uh, what, my, my bio on there is that uh, Nobody can judge me But me I was born free So, what that means is, I'm going to say whatever the hell I want to say. I'm working on it, God dang it. And you may not like it. It may not be this motivation, inspiration that you think you're going to get, but you're going to give me. And I am who I say I am. And if I wasn't, then why would I say I am? That's it. Get your vitamin D right here with me. And get excited about